Rabbis call him pastor. Pastors call him rabbi. His patients call him doc. And his New York family calls him Meshuga, crazy, because he believes in Messiah. Welcome to this episode of To Life, where Miles Weiss highlights the hope behind the headlines. Shalom and welcome to this edition of To Life, the hope behind the headlines. We have a great guest today, Bob Weiner, who's been in ministry for 40, 50 years. He's been all over the world, especially raising up youth and disciples, campus ministry, and really touching the world. But what he carries that is so important for me, and I think it will be for you, is the gift of faith. And Lord knows in these times, with everything that's going on in the headlines, we really need to find the hope behind the headlines, and that includes having the gift of faith. So you're going to receive an impartation today. I want you to lean in and receive what he brings you. He has a life-changing ministry, and so lean in and believe God to bring you into a greater level of faith for the things that he's called you to. I'm just looking forward to hearing from Bob, so let's go to his interview right now. Uncle Bob Weiner, a hero. A maven, a legend. Uh, you have been in this movement, bringing the word of God to the world for many, many years, many years before I even knew that Jesus was a Jew. And you've been doing this a long time. But what's, how's a nice Jewish boy like you getting in, running with all these Christians and, and believers in the Bible? <laughs> well, you know, it's our 50th anniversary in two days, three days. Mazel tov. Yeah, 50th anniversary of uh, a wonderful marriage, and more than that, many years in the ministry. But uh, yeah, it's very simple. My father and mother both were Jewish and uh, still are. You know, they're in heaven, but uh, and I'm still Jewish. <laughs> but they came to faith through someone that just was uh, just made a friend with them for about six months. And uh, they, they came to faith in, uh, in an evangelical con congregation. And I was raised from the start uh, in a congregation. Wow. And then began to celebrate, learn my history and all my Jewish relatives and all the what they did to change the world. It was amazing. And it goes all the way back to even my great-grandfather, who was Jewish, and he became a believer, I found out, and worked with Billy Sunday traveling around, you know, setting up his crusades. I mean, it's, a, it's quite an amazing story. That is providential. My wife's step-grandfather was from a very wealthy family in Oakland, California, and Billy Sunday used to stay there when he would come to the West Coast to preach. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's just amazing. God's grace is so powerful and everyone that's listening today i'm telling you you know it, you know it's not it's not our works that does it it's god's grace and love and and when people are praying for you miracles happen and it could be all the way back you know some of the greatest revivals we've seen we traced it back and it was people praying you know and having uh meetings to bring awakening to certain areas yes Today, I just want to say the gift of faith is going to be released to every listener that's listening on this broadcast and those that listen later. I'm telling you, the gift of faith is going to be released. 
<laughs> I receive it. I'm starting right now. Uh, I think about, uh, you know, you're talking about like generational prayer. I mean, you were raised in the faith. That's a miracle to me. I had, I know very, very few Jewish people who have that experience. And my wife comes from, she's a Macdougal, and uh, she looks like a Greek or an Arab or a Jew, but she's a Macdougal. Her great uncle and aunt and grandparents were part of the Welsh revival. So there was a stream of prayer coming out of the UK that touched her family. And eventually she was the first one to get become a believer in our in my life for sure. Wow, that's powerful because my grandmother on my mother's side was Jewish. Uh, I mean, my mother's uh, grandfather, but the mother uh, was Irish. <laughs> and, and she came from you know, the Presbyterian and the revival there in, in Ireland. So that's pretty amazing, huh? <laughs> is, I guess God knows what we need. So you've been in this for many, many years, and you have had a powerful impact on bringing young people to faith, discipling young people, having campus ministry all over the world, and still going strong at your tender age of, I don't know what. 75. 75. I just turned 70. In about, about a month. <laughs> Well, again, Mazel Tov. Yom Huledet Sameach. Happy birthday. I just turned 70 in May, so I'm catching up. So you've had this pretty remarkable ministry that's characterized by signs and wonders, especially in the word of faith, like bringing people to a place of faith that they did not have before they encountered Uncle Bob. You poked me in my chest as you prophesied over me. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a method like a Smith Wigglesworth throwing people against the wall, but uh, we'll never forget that encounter. I'll, get, I'll tell our listeners because it's fun to say. I was with Ed Silvoso. We were in Hawaii, and he had a giant conference of hundreds of uh, business people and ministers, and he wanted me to bring the Israel piece. And I didn't know Bob, and Bob didn't know me. So I did my thing. It was a short presentation. I showed a little movie I made in Israel, and when I came off the platform, you said to me, where have you been? <laughs> and I said, uh, I don't know. And he said, you, you have a message that needs to get out there. And then you started poking me in the chest and releasing a gift of faith. And God is my witness, Bob. Like three months later, we were on television to 90 million homes around the world. And I was leading a congregation at a church that is now 7,000 people. You know, I was part of the Messianic ministry of that church. And I'm not saying you did that. I'm saying something was released in that encounter. Oh, wow. Praise God. And we give God all the glory. The gift of faith is what is going to be released to your people that are listening today. And that gift of faith is one of the nine gifts. And what it is, it's not faith. Faith you get when you first get saved. There's a measure. A measure of faith. Everyone gets a measure. It depends. You know, God gives different measures. But the gift of faith is given to certain people, and I believe to give away to help get the gospel out to the whole world and to get the good news and to take the seven mountains, which is the art, science, education, business, politics, sports, media, and to change the world to make it a better place uh, for all of us to live in. And that's why we work not only uh, we have so many, almost 300 NBA, NFL players that have been born again through our champions group years ago, and now they've stood up for the Lord. Many of them are now coaches, uh, retired, or chaplains. Like we have a chaplain to the Washington Redskins, and they've been doing this now 35 years. 
for the Redskins and uh, as well as Howard University, amazing young men that are taking dominion. And so the goal is to bless the world through us and our children. Every nation of the earth will be blessed. Our goal is to bless the whole world. Yeah, and that's that's amazing story. Also, uh, reality, amazing reality. And I think about that, that, you know, those of us listening that are grafted in to the Commonwealth of Israel, as Ephesians chapter 2 says, and those of you that are grafted into the old olive tree, as Romans 9 through 11 says, you are now children of Abraham by faith. And so what Bob just said talks about the root of this thing is a Jewish root. It was a promise. It's still a promise. And we get to partake of it. But right now in this world, we need people that are filled with the Holy Spirit, that are full of positivity and faith, especially now as we've been in this season. Bob, speak to that. Speak to this COVID season and the shutdowns and all that stuff, how the gift of faith overcomes. Yes. This is the victory that overcomes any situation, even COVID, our faith in a mighty God. Now, many of us have got hit with this thing. We're not superhuman, but we are supernatural. Mm. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. God has overcome the world. So in the middle of this, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith in the middle of any situation. So if you keep 10-level faith in the middle of any situation, you can move any mountain. Now, here's the deal. There's more people coming to faith and more people hungry for God than ever before. And more people that were totally against God are now open to God because the Lord is is doing miracles in the middle of this crisis. And so we don't look at the crisis as final. These trials will produce for you an eternal weight of glory when, when you do not look at what you see as the final reality. Yes, it's real. (laughs) It's real, all right. But it's not the final reality. The law of faith supersedes all natural laws. And so if you have faith, you can move any mountain no matter what comes against you. And that's what I want to release today. The gift of faith, even a, a measure of faith will move any mountain. But the gift of faith, you will be able to release it into people They will be healed, they'll be delivered, they'll be set free, and they'll be able to pass it on. I'm not interested in blessing your audience today. I'm interested in imparting the gift of faith where they can give it away to thousands of other people who will give it away because the first thing God told man to do is be fruitful and multiply. Mm. And this is the spiritual part of that. There's the natural part of having children and loving children and having generations, but this is the spiritual part. Part of that, we can be fruitful and multiply the kingdom. Yes, in the midst of any situation. <laughs> I can't feel you poking me in the chest. So how? tell me, what? how, how would you do this? I, I still want to hear more of your story, the projects you're involved in now, or anything you want to say. But, uh, you know, you just have this amazing encouragement that comes through you every time I've ever spent time with you. Yes, sir. Well, I just love the Lord has given me this gift to impart the gift of faith to others so they can go out and do amazing things for God. You know, all of us, we're nothing without the Lord. I'm nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit and without the the gifts that God has given me. But every one of you out there today have a gift. 
You are special. You're one of a kind. No one in the world is like you. God created every man and woman on the earth in his image, in his likeness. But the enemy came in and the sin came in and the curse came, but you don't have to stay under any curse. I break every generational curse off of you today. Mm. I say to every spirit of discouragement, fear, anxiety, and worry, be gone in Jesus' name. And I release the gift of faith that God has given me into your life mm. so that you can move mountains and you can help others and you can be a blessing to the world because that is the original plan of man through you and your children and your grandchildren to a thousand generations, you would be blessed so you could be a blessing. You have been blessed to be a blessing, not to go to another conference and get, you know, <laughs> you know your little goosebumps. I, I can't handle that. The whole purpose is for you to be trained for the work of ministry, of service, to bless the world, to bring God's glory to the whole world, and that's why you're on the call today, and that's why we are praying for this great gift that's so lacking across the world. But the gift of faith will move mountains in the name of Yeshua, the name of Jesus. Amen. I noticed Kath and I just were in um, unnamed country working with the Chinese underground church, and then a second unnamed country working with the Iranian pastors, next generation. And uh, it's always struck me, and because we traveled a lot, as you have, it always strikes me how much more, and then you, you have to explain this to me, but there, there seems to be just much stronger faith in other countries and in other situations that are not as comfortable as ours. Miles, it's so easy to explain that. When you're desperate, you know, everybody's got faith. There's no atheist in the foxholes. <laughs> I've been in the, I was in the Air Force for four years, man. There's no atheist. When you're up against the wall and the bombs are flying, I have never met one Army Marine, anyone that ever says there. And I, in another place, I find people, I've moved people from being an atheist to a believer in a waiting room having a, a baby. They're having their first baby. I'm having my first baby, and I'm talking to them, and they're saying, well, I'm an atheist. And, and I said, are you having a baby over there? And he said, yeah. I said, uh, is that a miracle or what? He said, yeah, that's a miracle. And uh, by the time I got done talking to him, he's a believer. Mm-hmm. I was having my second baby. You'll love this story. I was in the Shands Hospital with, in the first birthing room back, way back. They didn't have birthing rooms, so this was the first one. And I was the first one that got to use it. And so this nurse was so kind and loving. I said, you must be a a believer. She said, no, I'm an atheist. And my husband's a PhD at the University of Florida. We're both atheists, (laughs) agnostic. You know, I said, why are you so compassionate? She said, well, we can't have children. And uh, I said, immediately I said, well, ma'am, if if you'll let me pray for you right here, I'll give you a baby. Said, you don't understand. I'm an atheist. I'm, I don't believe in God. I, I said, I, I understand, but you don't understand. I said, the God that's in me will give you a baby if you'll let me pray for you. She said, pray. <laughs> I Love prayed it. for her. Within a month, she was pregnant. The whole University of Florida heard about the miracle. Shan's Hospital heard about the miracle. And that woman had a beautiful baby. <laughs> I love it. My wife has the 
gift of faith for fertility. I tell people, if you don't want a baby, stay away from my wife. Our worship leader here in California couldn't get pregnant. And uh, we were at a meeting at Bethel, and and somebody at the pulpit said, if you want a baby, stand up right now. And Catherine stands up, and we had two grown children. And I was thinking, I'm almost a grandfather. I don't know what, what she's doing. But she was standing in by faith for our worship leader. Yeah. Who now has three children. Come on, baby. <laughs> and another one, you love this. When we go to Israel, we always go to Shiloh, which is where the ark was for 369 years. And it's where Hannah prayed for Samuel. She couldn't have children. So when we go there, I preach and I talk, tell my story and this and that. We talk, we bring the Bible. And then I say, look, this is where Hannah prayed. I believe there's an anointing here for children, for fruitfulness. So do you have someone in your family that wants to have a baby and can't? And then we call America from Shiloh, Israel, and pray for the gal, the granddaughter in this case, and son of a gun, she got pregnant. And then the next time, we just prayed over the grandmother, and that granddaughter had twins. Wow. So I totally believe in the possibility of faith in that realm. How does someone know, like our listeners, when they hear this, what do they need to grab from what you're sharing in order to feel like they've received the impartation? Well, the Bible says, when we pray, believe you have received, mm. and it will be given to you. Mm. Now, I don't just pray for anybody, you know, and if there's doubt and unbelief, I am not going to pray for them, so I'm going to build their faith for 20 minutes or 5 minutes or 10 minutes. Mm. And if I see faith, I'll pray for them, and the miracle will happen. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so if there's doubt and unbelief, now God can supersede my normal way mm-hmm. and just do it like what he did in that hospital room for an atheist. Yes. And so I'm, I'm not limiting that. But normally, if someone doesn't have the faith, we can all build people's faith by telling stories. The testimony of Jesus is yes. the spirit of prophecy. Amen. And when people hear it, their heart is filled with faith. And so faith comes by hearing a story of miracle, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. I just wait and I make sure uh, there's five enemies. There's sin, curses, demons, flesh, and mind. Say that again. Sin which I, you, I bring people to repentance, curses, I break curses off of people, demons, I cast out away, away any doubt, unbelief, fear, anxiety, generational curse, curse of illegitimacy, curse of not being able to have a child, whatever. Because Jesus said that when, as a believer, we, we're now under the blessing of Abraham, we're blessed coming in. So every curse has been taken in Yeshua and the, Jesus, mm-hmm. and we're now under the blessing, and we're not under any curse. So there's sin which we repent, curses we break, demons we cast out, flesh we have to crucify on a daily basis. That's what we want, what we think, what we feel. You have to give that up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, it's not about just sin. It's about self. (laughs) And if you really want God to really use you and be all that God's called you to be, you got to give the first thing Jesus said to do, forsake self and Mm. take up your cross and follow me and put your faith in me. But you got to give up self. I've been crucified with Yeshua, with Jesus. It's no longer about Bob Weiner. I'm a dead man. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. I believe 90% of the body is doesn't have the full revelation of complete death to self. And they're trying to uh, give faith 
but they can't really get faith until they go to the cross and give up what they want and what they think. That's what the cross is all about. Mm -hmm. You say, Lord, I surrender all to you, and now come in, and you do the work in me. It's not my faith. It's Christ in me and his faith that makes everything happen. Mm -hmm. So it's really simple. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. His commandments are not burdensome. Why? Because you keep 10-level faith. How do you keep 10-level faith? You keep 10-level thoughts. As a man thinks, so is he. So you start with your thoughts. You start thinking on what the Bible says you are, not who you think you are. And so you meditate on the Word. You go over the prophecies that have been made over your life, any good words that have been spoken over your life. I write them down. I keep them in a journal. I keep every testimony someone sends me under encouragements under on my yellow pad and I put their name and the date they send it to me so that when I start to get a little discouraged, I fight the good fight mm. to keep faith and a good conscience before the Lord because I'm not going to let go of 10-level faith. He commands us to take every thought captive. So it's not a suggestion. He said, take every thought captive, all fear, anxiety, worry. I come against it now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua. No fear, anxiety, and worry during this crisis, during any time of your life. Mm -hmm. It's a command from Almighty God, like, don't murder. It's just as serious, because when you doubt and have unbelief in your life and fear, let me tell you, faith can't operate. And if you're saying, well, why isn't God answering my prayer? It's simple. You're either in fear or you're in faith. If you're in fear, God can't answer the prayer. He came to his hometown and he could do no great miracle. Why? Because of their unbelief. Mm -hmm. And so if we'll stay in faith, everything, now this is so exciting, everything that God has prepared for you, my dear friend that's listening, it's already sitting there in heaven waiting for you. Wow. It's been prepared for you before the foundation of the world, something awesome, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Every person has an inheritance. God has it for us. Before the foundation of the world, you're made in his image and his likeness. And when you get right with the Lord and you stay in faith, everything that he has already prepared for you will be released now on the earth, into your life, into your bank account, into your future, into your grandchildren, into your situation, into the COVID. In the name of Yeshua Jesus, we declare it for you now in Jesus' name. <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> I receive it. I know you have some amazing materials about discipleship and some things about your journey. How can people find you? We'll put, we'll put it in the show notes, but how can people follow you, get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, you can just simply go to Weiner Media, winermedia.com. That's our, our little website. And also Youth Now, this is our main website, Youth Now, not tomorrow, <laughs> Youth Now you know, dot O-R-G. Great. And also there's a little button on the far right side, red button. It says attention students, big red button. You can hit that and you can just put in your initials. We don't follow up on it and it'll release to you all kinds of material free of charge. Love it. And we don't send you any uh, requests for resources or anything else like that. We just love you and we give unconditionally. You are a man of faith. So let me ask this, what's currently going on with the campus ministries and how have you managed during the shutdown? You know, 
So many people are getting saved. I had a brother, uh, his name is Leo Lawson, wonderful brother. You know, I ordained him years ago. Uh, I did their marriage. So he was in my home for a week doing, uh, he came to a conference at one of the local congregations that we love here. And he was uh, one of the speakers. And so he stayed in my home for the week. And every day he had me praying for people and his disciples. He had one guy that just came on full time, was raising his support. And, you know, he hadn't won any souls yet. He was just getting ready to go full time. And, you know, and I prayed for him. I said, today, within 24 hours, you'll win your first soul and you will make a disciple. And uh, within 24 hours, I got less than that about it. Maybe, I don't know how many hours it was within a day. I got the note back. He had led the guy to the Lord, baptized him in water, got him filled with the Holy Spirit. And then that next day, he led another guy to the Lord. I'm getting pictures and letters every day. So what I'm doing is I'm releasing the gift of faith Mm -hmm. to many of the sons and daughters of the people that I released this to many years ago. So now the people they're raising up, putting on their staff, they want that gift of faith operating in those young people. My goal is 100,000 young people in the next few years to receive the gift of faith, to win at least 10 radical young people on fire for the Lord that are winning souls, making disciples. We call them multipliers. We don't believe in winning souls. We believe in being fruitful and multiply. Yes. You know, unless your soul wins a soul that wins a soul, you're not operating biblically. We've got to multiply and really disciple the people that we win to the Lord, really love them, give them the materials they need, make sure you take care of them like a mother takes care of a baby. You know, not not overdoing it, not mm-hmm. uh, but getting under them, pushing them up to Jesus, into intimacy with him, teaching them how to hear God's voice, teaching them how to share their faith within the first three weeks, no later than a month, we teach every believer how to win a soul. Why? Because if they get into the normal congregation where everybody just gets blessed and sits around and listens to another great sermon or runs around to conferences, they're never going to be a soul winner. You ask these people that have been to 20, 30 conferences, how many souls have you won? How many disciples do you have? They don't have a single one, many of them. And it breaks my heart. And they think, well, someday, you know, the other part of the Great Commission, now it's just intimacy with the Lord and my goal is just intimacy with the Lord. Well, God bless you. That's where it starts. <laughs> but then the, the Great Commission is to love God and to go out into all the world and preach the gospel and bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So what I'm doing is pouring in to 100,000 to see a million saved, radical disciples in the next seven years. So we'll have a million young people who will do the same and will multiply until we've seen a billion soul harvest by 2032 is our goal. And I might have to move that up a couple of years. <laughs> uh, and the second billion by 2042 and the third billion, I'll be all close to 90 some. You know, uh, if I'm around, I'll, I'm believing for a three billion soul harvest. You asked what my goal is. <laughs> and you know what? I I can't do it, but God can do it. Yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm a dead man. The life of Jesus lives in me, and nothing is impossible with him. I don't know if you remember this, but when I was going through a hard time, we spoke on the phone, and I was feeling kind of old and weak at the time. I was quite younger, but 
And you said, Miles, Moses, 120. So I'm giving that back to you, brother. That's so it. You have 120 years because we want to see 5 billion. There you go. I like that. My wife is seriously believing for 120. And if you saw her, you'd, you'd think she was going to easily make it. And all of her parents live close to 100, you know, 90 some years old. And, you know, they lived very, uh, very well. So, you know, I'm trying to catch up with my wife. <laughs> so we're going to close. I, I want you to pray. You've been praying the whole time. But I just want you to release a blessing on everybody that hears this and impart whatever you want to, brother, because, I mean, you've already done it, but just close us in prayer. Give us your hope behind the headlines. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, Lord, I thank you for Miles and his beautiful wife and his sons. And, Lord, what a blessing they are and how you've blessed them beyond measure. Now they're preaching to millions every week. Lord, it's so amazing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound and we do believe that every one of our children and our children's children are going to do greater works than we have done. Mm -hmm. Greater works, Lord, for the next generation. Lord, we're not, we're, it's not about us. It's about your kingdom. And we want your kingdom to advance. And so, Lord, we pray, first of all, that every one of us will go afresh to the cross mm -hmm. and die to what we want and what we think and what we feel. And we'll say, Jesus, you are my Lord. You're my king. And wherever you lead me, I will go. And whatever you ask me to do, I will do. And I will have the faith to believe and accept what you tell me because what you're going to tell me is way beyond what I could do. Mm. That's what grace is all about. It's power beyond our own ability. And Lord, I thank you that today every one of us are going to cast all our cares, worries. You said greater grace goes to the humble. You said to humble ourselves by casting all our cares, worries, anxieties on you for you care for us. So we all want greater grace today, power beyond our own ability. How do we do it? You said, Lord, to humble ourselves. How? By casting every care, worry, anxiety on you because you are God and we're not. Therefore, without you, we can do nothing. And so, Lord, we throw every care, take our hands and throw five times the number of grace, mm. all our cares, worries, anxieties on you mm. because you care for us and you want greater grace, power beyond our own ability to flow into our spirit and quicken our mortal body and quicken our mind and use us as a mighty vessel for the kingdom in this last day. And so, Lord, we thank you. And we also thank you that this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith in a mighty God. Mm. And, Lord, we thank you that, Father, the verse before that says, that which is born of God overcomes the world. And you spoke to me, Lord, and and you said, look, Bob, you're doing all kinds of things. Years ago, you said, Bob, you're doing all these wonderful things in, in my name, but many of them I haven't told you to do. You're doing it out of your own insecurity. Mm. And I repented of that, and I got off of those committees and only did what God told me to do. And in one year, we did what we couldn't do in 10 years. Love it. In 15 years. It was 15 years, and we did in one year. And so in one year, you can do what you haven't been able to do in your lifetime. If you will cut out everything that's born of the flesh, mm. born of your own idea, and say, Lord, only that which is born of God will overcome the world. And this is the victory, your faith in a mighty God. So I want to pray, Lord Jesus, for all my friends today to begin to take every thought captive just and hate Doubt, unbelief, fear, anxiety, and worry like murder. 
It's just as serious. Murder will get you 15, 20 years, maybe life. <laughs> but fear, anxiety, worry will keep you out of the kingdom and out of faith. And without faith, God can't move in our life and release the destiny that God has for us. So we have to take this serious. Every thought, Captain, in the name of Jesus. Wow. It's our responsibility, not God's responsibility, to, to put up our shield of faith and take the shield of faith and stop the fiery darts and take the sword of the Spirit, Lord Jesus, that you've given us and fight the good fight of faith and win the battle and the victory that you have provided already for us in the mighty name of Jesus. So I release this gift of faith to all my friends out there, and I ask, Lord, that they do exceedingly abundantly beyond whatever they could even ask or think Yes, of your grace because of the way they're thinking in a new way, uh, not according to their own ability, but according to God's ability, which is unlimited, Yes, that, that thought life produces hope, which produces the faith that releases the destiny that you have for every one of my friends in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow. Amen and amen. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I am encouraged. <laughs> I just want to thank you, brother, for taking the time. Uh, this is going to be a blessing to many, many people. And uh, let's do it again as you're able. This has just been a real, real thrill for me to come full circle back. Well, anytime, man. This is my whole goal. So you're helping me, you know, by allowing me to get on this chat and to be able to impart because I'm really serious. This is the only thing I'm doing. Young people are coming to my home. Mm -hmm. uh, they spend time with me for a day like tomorrow. I have a key Russian young people, a young man that's coming with his wife. Mm -hmm. And we're going to spend a couple hours together. And he's imparting to all these Russian churches around the world that are now spreading to all of Russia, not only to all the Soviet Union, but to all of Europe and all of Israel. The biggest churches now in Israel are Russian-speaking churches. That's right. Sounds like my friend Vladimir. But everybody's called Vladimir, so it's hard to say. <laughs> Bless you, man. Uh, I'm going to close out, and I'll put on an intro and outro, as I said. Uh, what a thrill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Give our love to your beautiful family. Amen, amen. See you down the road. Wow, like a tornado, a hurricane, just a strong word coming out of heaven through our brother Bob in order for us to realize that we can be living at a higher level of faith during these dark times. And I'm really encouraged by it, challenged by it, and convicted by it. I just hope that you've received something today. If you did, by all means, get in touch with us, write to us. If you received something that is life-changing, tell us about it, and of course, Tell everybody else about this. This is going to be a blessing for many, many people. If you have friends that are discouraged, this will be a really good message to share with them. So share this podcast, like it, subscribe to it, give it five stars, do all the stuff that people do. And also come and see us at mkhop.org. Get our resources there, our book about relationships, When Heaven Hits Home. We have all kinds of historical and Torah portions. We, we have all kinds of things there for you that are just free for the offering. So just come and visit us there. Get in touch with us as needed. If you have somebody that you know we should have on the podcast, send the name along and I'll reach out to them. God bless you. And remember, keep looking up. Your redemption is drawing near. <laughs>